My prayers of thanksgiving are to anyone who operates a bucket truck. Hold on. Am I in a room of people who didn't lose power? Because we were out for two days. And so anybody that operates a bucket truck is like a superhero to me. Can I get an amen? Anybody, anybody that, anybody that can use a chainsaw without hurting themselves, which actually is a thing in the 830 service because Clay Olbert was back in church today. Um, but, uh, uh, anybody that I can operate a chainsaw and help other people by getting the limbs up that are, you know, down the road from us and taking down the, 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 the power lines, a, 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 a real sense of appreciation. Our hearts go out to those who've been affected and those that are about the work of cleanup. And, and, and again, I, and I'm sure this is, I'm just telling you all the stuff you've already been thinking, but, uh, uh, but 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 Hurricane Michael was a big deal. But let us not forget that there are people still reeling from Hurricane Florence, from Tropical Storm Florence, or whatever whatever category. I mean, because the amount of rain that came down in the Carolinas is is off the charts. And 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 to do that would then also to be remembered that be reminded that that Puerto Rico is not out of the woods yet. They've 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 still got damage there that's being recovered. And 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 Houston still has you know, years of damage that needs, that needs attention to. And so for, the, for this long supply chain of people who respond out of the generosity of their hearts and their pocketbooks and their, and their time, their precious time, Lord, we give You uh, all the praise for those who are caring for all of these people who've been affected. So this is, this is our prayer as we get started. I, uh, I, was, I was thinking this week about a trip I took in seventh grade, the uh, the science teacher of our of our of our school, Miss Cherry Bruton, that taught the seventh and eighth grade science classes at the little Marvin Pittman's laboratory school on the campus of Georgia Southern, where I, where I went, um, she hosted a a field trip that uh, that all of us went on. Uh, so all the seventh graders and we got on chartered buses, a really big deal, and uh, and we drove from Statesboro, Georgia, through all the way to Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Where's Shane? Shane? There you are. What you know about it? You know a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. And um, they do a few things really well in Huntsville, along with uh, growing up uh, amazing drummers. They um, they uh, they also do a thing with rockets there, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we we left seventh grade science trip, and we uh we we went to um to 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 see the the stuff, and we had a good time. And uh and every kid that walked out of the doors from that one day trip wanted to be an astronaut, right? Because that's how that's how it is. And uh, and I had a good day. And so we ran around and played, and we got on the buses, and we're driving home. And then we we pull off the road. And uh, and we're told that we're going to take an excursion, and then instead of the regular dinner stop, uh, that we're going to um, and, and we pull up in front of this building that's massive from you know little guy from Statesboro, um, massive building, and they tell us that there is a craft show, and the, and, and Miss Bruton gets us all in a circle out in front of the buses, and she said inside of this huge gigantic. Somewhere along I twenty, I don't even know what town we were in, Carrollton or some road, some town in in, in Alabama, and. Uh, this giant convention center, huge building. There's a craft show inside of there, and you have one hour to get food if you want, and then to go shop if you want. And we hit the doors at a full sprint, you know, because because they had stuff. And I, see, I was a blessed man because I had not spent my money at the gift shop in Huntsville. I was completely unaware. I was completely unaware. So it was just it was just divine fortune. But I had in my pocket 
a $20 bill that needed to get spent. I was sure of that. And so we're running up and down the aisles just for, for going the food. Uh, you know, we're, we're just running up and down the aisles in one booth after another, and you got stained glass this and metal this, and they had boats in there for sale, and I couldn't get one of those for $20. And, and, uh, but, but, but then at one point, in an intersection, I remember it was just the other day, right? Seventh grade. Just at an intersection in this giant convention center. Intersection. And all the guys get together, and I'm there, and I hadn't spent my money, right? I hadn't spent my money. I got my $20 and I'm like holding on to it. And they've all got the most amazing thing. And they tell me where it is. And they're going to go out front and, and, um, and, uh, and, and, and start to do their thing with the thing. And so I run to the thing and I, and I pull out the $20 and sure enough, it's $20. And I give them the $20 and I run outside and I'm standing there in the front lawn of the convention center. And I've got this just handcrafted I'm a seventh grader. So I'm a little embarrassed by the next sentences, but I had this handcrafted wooden pop gun <clears throat> you know the kind that, that has this uh this, this this sort of sleeve and so you pump it and when you pump it out it, it it loads up the cork and it's got the string on it and then when you fire it back it, the, the air pressure and it goes pop right five minutes had passed since they were telling me that i needed to get one so we could all go out and play on the front yard uh the front lawn and uh Five minutes have passed, and they're all done playing. And they've moved on to something else, and I'm standing there with a $20 gun asking the question, why? Why did I spend $20 on something that I'm never going to use? I don't think I popped it three times. Why did I spend $20 on something I'm never going to use? So I got up the courage. I, I did. I got up the courage. I walked through the, in, the doors and I walked down the aisle and I took the thing here and I, and I made it back and I'm, I'm standing there and I'm like, I'm going to ask for my money back because <sighs> I only popped it three times. It's brand new, right? I chickened out. The guy was scary. I didn't know him. I don't know what town we're in, I, you know. And so I got back on the bus and rode the three or four hours home and ended up the next morning giving the gun to uh, my brother and told him all along it was a gift. <laughs> And he was like, this is great. Why don't you have one? We can't play together. And I was like, yeah, well, I didn't think through all that. <clears throat> Why? Why? It's because it's the cool guys had it. I mean, Jason had it. And I just wanted to be like the cool guys. Because I really actually wasn't one of the cool guys, but... But uh, but but maybe with a pop gun that they all got, I could be the cool guy. Why? And this this huge giant question loom. I, the the whole I mean, I'm, to this day that whole that whole trip is tainted with me buying a pop gun gun for twenty bucks and regretting it. And the rest of the trip home. And this sense of what was I doing? We uh we, we started last week listening to Jesus talk on the topic of money, and really, and we, and we literally heard from the whole scriptures, not just Jesus, because the whole scriptures and the, and they and they list and they list they list people that have that have money, they list people that don't have money, and all of us that are find ourselves in between. And and the, and 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 the one truth is the Bible and Jesus in the Bible, the Word of God Himself. They look at everyone who has and does not have the same way, and that. That's with love. 
This, this overarching love and compassion. It says Jesus looked on the man and loved him. Because there's, there's no shame in possessions. There's no shame in money, whether you have it or don't have it. The, the question is, what do you do with what you have? And this is, this is the start of the journey as we talk about money in the way the scriptures, it's, it's, it, it doesn't begin in the wallet, it begins in the heart. And so I invite, I invite you this morning to, uh, to continue this, 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 this study with me. We find ourselves in the last verses of what is affectionately, correctly known as the Sermon on the Mount. It was, it was there on the side of a, of a hill overlooking the Sea of Galilee that Jesus gathered with this crowd around and He spoke. And Matthew gathers all the, all the sayings up and it's three chapters worth. Chapters 5, 6, and 7. And the last verses of chapter 7 say this. And it's really Jesus giving a summary of all that He said. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24, 25, and 26. He says, Everybody who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise builder who built a house on bedrock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against that house. It didn't fall because it was firmly set on bedrock. But everybody who hears these words of mine and doesn't put them into practice will be like a fool who built a house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against that house. It fell and it was completely destroyed. This is the Word of God for we the people of God and we say together, thanks be to God. Now, now there's a, there's a decent chance that these words have come up into people's thoughts or on their timelines, and it's a decent chance there's a preacher or two in the country that's going to be preaching on this today considering what we've lived through. And I, I do this with great care, and yet I believe that the truth of God is found in here. I, uh, I, I was invited... I was invited the, uh, uh, back in 2015 to do a wedding in, of all places, Mexico Beach. And Julie and I were down there with Lee and Becky who were, uh, who were getting married and, and we were there the night before at the restaurant and they had stayed at the hotel and, and then on that Saturday, it was actually the same, the same weekend that it would be announced in Columbus and the same weekend that it was announced in Bonaire that, uh, that I'd be moving from Columbus to be the preacher in Bonaire. It was about three or four months before, uh, b- before we moved here and, uh, in 2015. And we did the wedding, and it was really pretty out on the gorgeous white sands that everybody knows of the Gulf Coast. And, and the truth is, uh, the only thing left of the spots that they celebrated their vows and nuptials is the sand. Because the rehearsal dinner was at Toucan's, and they stayed at the El Governor, and all of it's gone, along with most of that city. And our hearts go out. Julie grew up, uh, many of you might know, uh, Julie grew up, her, Julie's dad was born in, Fort, uh, in, in North Walton County in Defuniac Springs. He, I mean, he grew up in, on the Panhandle. And we were just saying, he's, he's been to Panama City more times than he's played the piano. Uh, I mean, he, Julie grew up going every summer with her family. We, we know that stretch of coast and we take our family there. And, and like, like, like the rest of us, we, we know this place and it's devastating. And our hearts go out to the people who lost loved ones. 
and, and, and the people who are waking up this morning and tomorrow morning and the next morning and they're not sure what they're going to do as they look out and see it all knocked down. But here's the truth. The houses can be rebuilt. And, and the businesses can, can, can be restarted. If, 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 if your financial house has been built on something that holds up. Because the truth is, no one is obligated to loan to you money that you cannot repay. And so, so, so there are people who are struggling now because of past choices that are impacting their future. I mean, it's devastating to think. But here's the fact. Here's the fact. If you go, and, and many of you have done this. I mean, many of you have done this. How, how, many books, how many books have been read in this room on personal finance? My, my, my hunch is 100. 200. And every single one of them starts with point number one. You must discipline yourself so that you are spending less than you take in. No, no other financial wisdom, no other financial truth matters. You can talk about debt all day long. You can talk about investments. You can talk about markets and returns. You can, you can talk about, I mean, all of it. But none of that matters un, un, until you first begin to spend less than you take in. And, 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 and the fascinating thing for, 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 for many of us is relatively new, this widespread use of personal debt and, 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 and loans by institutions to, to, to households really is in American history. It really just started at the end of World War II. You, you should go read about it. I mean, but, but, but you've got this influx of GIs coming back and you've got, you, you, you get, you got this massive industrial uh, you, you know, ability to produce and produce and produce. And the people come back, the, the GIs come back, and the men and the women, they come back, and, and all of a sudden it's everybody needs a house, and not only do you need one car, you need two cars in the driveway, and, and, and you need to furnish the house, and you need to have the stuff. And, and, the, and the fact is, everybody was poor, and so they said, well, we'll just loan them the money and it'll all work out. But, but, but let me say, but, but, but the choices of those generations don't have to be repeated anymore. Borrowing to, to, to live above where your income is it doesn't have to be repeated anymore. And, and there's a simple question that can begin to put things right in the world. I, I, I heard it not long back from, 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 uh, from a preacher, a, a speaker. And, and the question was real simple. Why am I doing this really? I mean, it, it, it just stand at the counter <laughs> You know, why why am I why am I doing this really? I mean is, is you're is, is you're checking out the you know as you're checking out the furnishings, why why do I need this really? As as you walk the lot, moving from new to used to new to used, latest model year to a few years old, why why do I need why do I need that year versus this one? Really? 
Why am I doing this really? I mean, why these countertops and not those? Why, why this restaurant and not this? Why am I doing this really? Why am I doing this really? Why am I doing this really? Earlier in the same chapter, earlier in the same chapter, Jesus points out where our attention should be focused. He says it Matthew chapter 7, verses 3, 4, and 5. Why do you see the splinter that's in your brother's or sister's eye, but don't notice the log in your own eye? How can you say to your brother or sister, let me take the splinter out of your eye when there's a log in your eye? You deceive yourself. First take the log out of your eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother or sister's eye. He, he said, ask yourself the question, what's going on with me before I begin to fuss with other people? I, 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 believe, I believe that if we would get honest with ourselves, we would open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit Ways that we've never experienced before. And in a real sense, we gather on Sundays to, to, to worship, to celebrate, but we gather to, to, to get an, 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 a sense of the divine. Yeah, I, think, I think maybe the greatest barrier between what God wants to say and our ability to hear is the fact that we're not honest with ourselves. I mean, could it be that self-deception is the greatest sin of believers? Why am I doing this really? Paul, Paul says it. He, he gets right at the end of his two letters, more than two letters, to the church in Corinth. Examine yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Ask yourself the question. I had this, I had this great idea from, from when I heard the, uh, the, the, the question. I had this great idea, and, uh, and then the hurricane came, so it didn't really happen this week. Um, but but Lisa made up one, and I put it on my card. And I don't know if you might you might be interested in it, and uh, and if so, we'll see about making some up. But uh, but 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 I made a little slip of paper, like a fortune cookie, because if I actually ask myself this question, I'd probably save a fortune in no time. How about that for a fortune? You got excellent eyes. Can you read it? Why am I buying this? Really? And I put it right there on the debit card. Right there on the debit card. Why am I buying this? Really? Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody in the room. 
I'm not. I'm not. I, we, we heard it. The whole idea of what we're trying to teach and learn and, and gather around the, the wisdom of Jesus on money is, is that we can talk about money without shame. This is not a shaming message. I'm not picking on anybody any more than I'm picking on myself. Why do I do that, really? Why do, I, why do I swipe for that and not that? Or maybe maybe neither of them, really. Because the thing is, I didn't even like Jason. I'm not going to give you his last name because Jason's real. <clears throat> and there's one of... You know, decent chance that one of you is friends with him on Facebook. <sighs> no, you're not, because you wouldn't like Jason either. Uh, <laughs> how how can we avoid? How can we avoid the mistakes of our past? And the truth is, it was seventh grade. Everybody, just say out loud, "Let it go, Scott." It was seventh grade, right? But how can, we, how can we stop the mistakes of our past so that we can live in a future that is built upon a foundation that will sustain us? I think the answer is that we've got to get honest with ourselves. Why am I doing this really? Let's pray. Gracious God, help us to be honest. Help us to get wisdom. Help us to get wisdom and be honest with ourselves. Give us the courage to ask the question that must be asked. Why? Why am I doing this really? We pray in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen and amen. I